millions of Americans own a personal computer. If you're one of them, you can now glimpse the future with nothing more than a modem, a phone line, and a few dollars a month. With the A and then the ring around it, at case that she thought it was about. Just what is this main artery of the information superhighway? It will replace the yellow pages as we know it today. I'm now waiting for the computer to answer me. Well, it's very hip to be on the internet right now. When what is internet that anyway? Things are starting to happen. Things are starting to happen. You want people to be scrolling through their social and saying, oh, I hope this company's post comes up because I can't wait to see what they do next. Welcome back to the Market Like Emma podcast, where your friendly team of geeks at Extra Mile Marketing are helping modern marketers become 2020 ready. In the office today, we have Jesse Webb, our copywriter, designer, and overall content marketing geek. Jesse knows what it takes to grab a reader's attention and target relevant content to key business personas. Jesse, how are you? I'm very well. Thanks for asking. Good to hear. So first of all, with so much content out there, how do you decide which types of content to recommend to your clients? That's a great question, and obviously it all comes back to um, their specific goals, what kind of audiences they're trying to reach, um, whether they're trying to get a direct purchase or you're just trying to lead them down the sales funnel. So that's kind of the first step is uh, where are you trying to reach them on the funnel and where do you want to get them to, and often that takes you know, three to five pieces of content if you're going from the beginning of the sales funnel to the end. So in the beginning, you would probably start with some social posts, some general outreach, some blogs, have a nice blog series so people are finding you in in SEO. Um, And then as you kind of advance them, you have that social media post lead to um, an ebook or lead to a more advanced piece of content. Um, That ebook can lead them straight to a salesperson or um, to another piece of content in that series so that they can understand the full solution before you really try to sell your own company's expertise. Yeah, that's good advice. Um, so with all that content out there, what's your favorite part of content marketing? My favorite part is just taking this like seemingly, we do a lot of, of tech um, and we do a lot of B2B tech and it's really interesting what's, now that we've got like our heads in it and I know the whole space, Um, But sometimes it's really jargon-rich stuff, and when I'm researching, it can be a little boring to read. So it's really fun to take that challenge of taking, look, this solution actually does. It can have millions of dollars of impact on your business. Um, And so let's try to find out how to make that exciting and how to really convey the benefits of that in real-life scenarios. So I think that's taking it from the technical, kind of ethereal, virtual realm and saying this is how it's actually going to impact you in real life. So that's really fun. And then I also just love designing things and making them interesting and kind of adding a surprisingly fun voice uh, to a story or what have you. So, Yeah, that's great. So recently you wrote a blog about nailing the lead, which I mispronounced at first. <laughs> um, so what is a lead? Yeah, so the lead, it's, this just goes back to... In college, I studied magazines and, and um, journalists, and um, it was basically their word for the first sentence um, in an article. So the lead, L-E-A-D, um, and they started spelling it L-E-D-E because they would get read as lead um, when they were trying to communicate to their copywriters or what have you. Um, but basically, the lead is just the, the magical copy at the beginning of your story that invites people to read more. Um, So outside of the journalism world, I think the lead extends to everything a website visitor or 
um, social follower sees before they actually read your content. So the first sentence of your blog post, for example, that's you really got to nail that because you want them to keep reading. But it really extends to what caption do you have on your social media? Does that relate back to the blog? Is it interesting enough to get people to click? What image is on your video? What text is in that image? It's kind of just a way of thinking through your readers or your viewers process to find your article because with so much content out there, it's really hard to get people to notice you. Um, and it's not necessarily about being necessarily flashy, but really being able to convey the importance of your content and the value you're going to give to them in a really minuscule amount of time because you don't have much right. time to get them. About right. eight seconds if they're online. So, so even even like your email would probably include your yeah, subject line. The subject, like how yeah, important the, is the subject line, it's right? A perfect That's, example yeah. of, of you've got to you know, not be too salesy because then they're going to delete it right yeah, away. Right. But you also want to say... This is important. You should read it. You shouldn't just, you know, kind of leave it in your inbox and forget about it. So, uh, yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, right. And that's a that is a um, something that a lot of people, even if they can write an email, that's the part they can't write yeah. unless they're a copywriter like yourself. Right? Yeah, I've learned really that just someone. in the yeah. past two years, just how important and how much of a skill that is um, to kind of like reverse engineer people's psychology when they're, you know, drinking their coffee at nine a.m. So. Yeah. Right. Awesome. So um, I guess that when I was asking you about the lead and what that mm-hmm. meant, um, you were saying that the old adage that you were playing off of is don't bury the lead, right? So what did you mean when you titled your blog, Vary the Lead? Yeah, so that was, I mean, it's just kind of a funny wordplay, but um, in all seriousness, you know, in journalism, you don't bury the lead because it's just part of, you know, your trust with the readers conveying the most important information up, to, up top. Um, I think that's still true in some context for marketing, um, kind of get to the point. That's one of the strategies I talk to in the blog is just saying, hey, this is what this article's about, allowing the readers to self-filter, be like, okay, well, that's exactly what I want or that's not what I want. But I think a more important thing, especially in marketing, is to vary the lead. And like I said, it extends to like kind of your whole strategy of getting people to come to your content. So it's all about just staying fresh and um, not doing the expected, especially in the B2B tech space. People use a lot of the same uh, phrases and jargon and vocabulary. That's Um, true. (laughs) Yeah, and you just see it over and over again. And by kind of like doing something different each time, uh, showing like kind of a fresh voice, um, obviously still maintaining a unity of, of your brand, you want people to be scrolling through their social and saying, oh, I hope this company's post comes up because I can't wait to see what they do next. So then how do you make your content, since, since you do so much tech writing, how do you make your content interesting and attention grabbing, um, but not sounding too salesy and also somehow including the technical information in there, but <laughs> keeping it interesting, right? Yeah. So how do you do that? Well, I think the first thing is establishing your credibility up front. Um, and you don't have to go to you know extreme lengths to do that. Sometimes... If you have a strong enough brand, that does it. So if you're leading someone to um, a site like HPE, HPE has a really strong brand. People know they know what they're talking about. So you've, you already have the battle. But I think definitely you should just establish your credibility at the top of the ebook. Why are you the ones talking about this? And why should we listen to you? But I think to kind of balance all the technical stuff you have to get across, push your boundaries on how much fun you can have. 
and have like a clear design aesthetic and voice. I think those two things go together well. So your design aesthetic is everything from your brand colors to, you know, whether you're using illustration or photography and having that be um, unique, but also consistent throughout. And then also your tone of voice when you're writing, um, it cannot be either like peppy and um, and exciting, or it can be kind of like more mysterious if you're dealing with like a cybercrime ebook oh, or what right. have you. Um, but having a clear voice to your copy so that it's not just all this other jargon they're reading and it's not just all these same turns of phrases that people have seen over and over again. And that'll keep people interested. And then finally, I, I kind of touched on this, but focusing on real world scenarios. I think people get. Um, we were just talking about this yesterday. People get really lost in the features mm-hmm. of their products. Yeah. And, you know, they love words like low latency, but like, what does that really mean for me? Especially when you're thinking about who's reading your blogs. It's not always the person that's the, you know, brilliant IT professional that's implementing it in the system. It's often the decision maker above them that doesn't know this stuff doesn't necessarily, they might know what low latency means, but they don't, don't really know what that, how that's the difference between a customer going to your e-commerce site and clicking on their cart and going straight to buy. Or if there's you know a five second delay, that's enough for them to move on to the next competitor. So that's you know how much in sales is one customer, how much in sales is that over a month, over a year. So I think just really explaining tangible examples Thanks so much, Jesse. So you can find our exclusive ebook for modern B2B marketers at extramilemarketing.com, WAC 2020 Ready, and you can download our ebook. Um, so stay tuned for our next episode of Market Like Emma, where we'll talk to our own Madeline Orton about getting your social media 2020 ready. Until then, I'm Lori Stutzman, and this has been Market Like Emma. <laughs>